Welcome to the Heart-Centered Warriors podcast by me, Katrina Houghton, the Wellness Boss. Here, I will share with you tips, tricks, and interviews focused on the five pillars of health and wellness. These will include your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social well-being. I'm here to spark you with aha moments and dig out golden nuggets on habit change strategies that you can start adding into your life right now. What would it feel like to step into the very best version of you? Join me today in learning how to battle the chaos and blaze the trail as we power through this messy and magical journey called life. Hello, hello. Today I have something very exciting for all of you. I am doing my very first Heart-Centered Warrior interview. That's right. So today I want to introduce to you Leah Ginter. Leah and I took the same health coaching certification, and so she is part of my alumni, and I've recently joined the mastermind group that she's a part of. So many exciting things about to happen here. And without further ado, I'd like to do a proper introduction of Leah, and she's going to talk to us today about transforming her life from burnt out to balanced. Leah is no stranger to burnout, with the last five years being her burnout to balance bounce back. During that time, she was in the toxic environments everywhere she turned. Relationships, work, family life, physical and emotional well-being, you name it, she was struggling in it. It wasn't until two years ago this August that changed her perspective on life. She joined the Health Coach Institution and became a certified health, life, and transformational coach. Her passion for helping others stirred the desire to support them on a much deeper level than a typical venting session. In two years, Leah has changed her outlook on life and has emotionally matured, become well-balanced, and grown into the spiritual being who knows how to get out of the burnout hamster wheel and start living life as it was meant to be lived. Leah lives in Avondale, Pennsylvania, with her two boys, two dogs, and boyfriend. Thank you so much for being here, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Giddy up. All right. Well, yeah, I guess I'll just dive in, tell you a little bit about me and last five years and really the last 36 years, I guess, but tell you how I've kind of overcome this burnout cycle and how I've transformed into a more balanced, sustainable lifestyle that I have. Yeah. Can't wait to hear. Yeah. So to be honest with you, my whole life has just been Organized chaos is what I like to call it since I was born. I was adopted at three months old. When I was 13 months old, my brother was born. We moved nine times throughout my childhood. So it was always new houses, new schools, new friends. Um, We never really anchored down anywhere. Um, My mom was undiagnosed celiac for decades, and that caused such erratic behaviors and horrible mood swings and irrational reactions to the smallest things. And it was just such a stressful living environment, you know, especially when we were little. My dad was starting his own company when I was just five. So he was gone a lot, just trying to get that started and off the ground. And, um, you know, it's in, <laughs> but now looking back, it was probably also to get out of the house and away from her too. Um, so childhood was really rough and chaotic, but when you're little, you don't really know the difference, you know? So this is all happening around us, but we're just living life. Finally went to college and um, got out of the house. I went four hours away to Lynchburg, Virginia. And I it was such a liberating feeling to kind of get out from under her thumb and kind of be my own person. 
But because I was so sheltered, for lack of a better word, it was like a free-for-all for me. You know, it was eating bad things, drinking, partying, and looking back now. Oh, you binged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we as responsibly as you can be, I guess, when you're a college student. But, you know, it definitely was like, um, you know, that freedom, that taste of freedom that I'd never had before. I didn't have my parents, you know, on top of me 24-7. So um, looking back now, I definitely did a number on my body for four years. Um, And then, let's see, after college, I had several unhealthy relationships, including two marriages. I was married at 25 for one year um, to anyone looking in, seemed like a great guy, but he had many dark secrets. And one of them was definitely his addiction to drugs and alcohol. And I just knew that was not the life for me. And I, I, um, it was a tough decision, but ultimately the best one I've made was to get out of that situation. But during that time, you know, we were still not taking good care of ourselves and I didn't know any better. So a couple of years after that, I found and met my second husband. Um, we got pregnant, we got married, and then I had my two boys with him and then left him at the end of 2017 because of his drinking and anger issues. And I guess I tend to pick some real winners here. I have an alcoholic ex-husband too, so it's all good. I understand that. And uh, they do a good job of hiding it in the beginning, don't they? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, from about 2015 to 2019, I was working for um, a particular company, and that environment was toxic. So like you had mentioned in my introduction, you know, everywhere I went was some type of toxic environment for myself. It was, you know, running away to work, that was toxic. Coming home, that was toxic. Um, Even, you know, family members. My mom and I have always had a very estranged relationship. It's getting better slowly but surely. But, you know, it wasn't like I could call mom and, and talk to her about things that were going on. And friends lived far away. And, you know, I don't want to bug them with my issues or anything. So it was just me. And so I didn't know how to handle all of this pressure and yucky feelings that were happening around me. I just, I knew I didn't like who I was, but I didn't know what that meant. So yeah, I I was working at a job. The environment was awful. Um, and I fed into it. And it was the first time in my life I truly felt burnt out. But like I said, I didn't know what that was or what that meant at the time. But I was exhausted, overeating and drinking. Physically, my health took a toll. I was sick all the time. I was mentally, physically, and emotionally drained constantly. I never had time to work out anymore, much less do anything for myself. It was a constant, you know, wake up, go to work, Take care of kids, shove food in your face when you had a chance, sleep, repeat. It was never a good balance. It was just like I was on that, you know, hamster wheel of go, 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 go. And it burned me out. And, you know, I would get calls at 10, 11 o'clock at night saying, you know, do this now or else. And else a lot of people didn't do and they got fired from that company. So, you know, I, I just played my part, did what I had to do. I was angry and miserable to 
all the time and especially to everyone around me. I was not a good mom. I was not a good spouse. I was not a good friend. I was not a good daughter. I wasn't even that great of an employee because I was so stuck in this rut of like unhappiness and, and just being so overwhelmed all the time. And it was, it was hard. And then it was 2016 when finally kind of the, what do they say? The last straw on the camel's back. Yes, I'm excited to hear that. What is the straw that breaks the camel's back? <laughs> yes, the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's when I decided to make some type of change. And 2016 to 2017 were the really rough parts of my marriage. And we ultimately separated in November of 17. But I mean, at that point, I, I was literally staying out till 10 o'clock at night in my office to avoid my ex, which meant I was away from my kids. And that was horrible. And I hated it. But I didn't know how to cope and deal. So I, I literally ran away from my family. I've heard that before. Like, that's such a common... I don't know what the word is, like a common set point when you avoid going home. There's definitely a problem when you will want to avoid going home. Yeah, it was hard for me because it was like, which toxic environment do I go into today? Do I stay at work? Do I go home? And then when I go home, we fight. And I was always so against fighting in front of my children who were one and three at the time. So they were really little and I didn't want them to to experience that. I experienced that growing up and it was horrible. And I did not want that for my children, which ultimately made me decide that it was best that their father and I go our separate ways. And once I, I moved into my own place at the end of 2017, it was a huge weight that was lifted, but it wasn't great by any means. And it was another two years almost until I really just figured out what the heck was going on with me and why. I was unhappy. It was like so unhappy. I was miserable. I was in some relationships during that time that were terrible. And I, you know, looking back now, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, you should have left, you know, day one when that first sign came up, you know. But ultimately, August 2019 rolled around, and that's when I enrolled in the Health Coach Institute. What made you enroll in the school? Like you said that you were beyond miserable and you were obviously you're sick and tired of feeling the way that you were. So what was like the trigger? What was your moment that was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this? Yes. So it's kind of funny. It's a little backwards, but you know, <laughs> yes, we all have our own little paths, right? So I left that toxic company in February of 2019 and that's another story in and of itself. But after I got out of that, I was looking for a change. I, I, I knew I had to do something that was going to fulfill me. And that's to this day, I'm still looking for exactly that. And coaching has become that for me, but I still want to do more. But I wanted to help people. And one thing that I always wanted to do was be a nurse. And I was like, oh, you know, I kind of missed my opportunity. I, well, I majorly missed my opportunity in college by being a communications major and not a nursing major. But back then it was like, oh, nursing would be too hard for you, Leah. You, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of this. It's a lot of that. And kind of got talked out of it. And 
because I was like, I'm in college. I want to be, you know, having fun and doing whatever I want to do. And I thought that was being mature and, you know, being responsible, which obviously is not. I just pushed that to the back burner, did my communications major, graduated, had several jobs, not (laughs) have anything to do with communications. And so flash forward to, you know, March of 2019, I'm like, let me look into going back to school. And at that time, I, I just couldn't do it. You know, time, money, everything, you know, the kids, Having the kids. Yeah, there was, it was just not feasible on any level at that particular time to go back to any type of school. That would, you know, be something like nursing school. So I was doing a Google search, as we do, um, trying to find out, you know, Google, what's my life path? Help me out here. <laughs> I love that. Dr. Google. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Health Coach Institute pops up. And I'm like, hmm, okay, coaching, I've heard about this. And it's, you know, at the time, three, what is it, three, two, three years ago, it was like a West Coast thing. These, you know, celebrities having their life coaches and nutrition coaches and everything. And I thought, you know, it's interesting. Let me look into it. So I looked into it, talked to some people over there at HCI, got some information, you know, still was a little apprehensive about the cost because it is quite expensive. And I I was just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I Maybe not. Maybe I'll put this on the back burner for now. So then I, I found a new position uh, working with the company that I'm with today. And things were fine, but it still, it wasn't filling me up. You know, it was just that one little piece was still missing. Like, yeah, it was a good job. The people were very nice to me. It was a whole different environment than what I was used to for so long. And I I just kept having that little nagging feeling in the back of my head. Like, go back to Health Coach Institute. Go back, go back, go look. Finally, after, I don't know, what was it, four or five months of like, no, 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 I finally enrolled. I, you know, decided. So it was like your little inner niggle that kept telling you, go back, go back. Yeah. And I did. And I said, this is, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so drawn to this. Um, But you know what? I want to try it. I want to do it. And so I did. So the first few months, you know, you're just kind of learning the ways and doing all the modules and some of them are really fun. Some of them are a little dry. Um, And I just, after about three months into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And in the beginning, um, we started with the health coaching. And so it was very much like, nutrition, you know, eat well, avoid sugars, do th- and I was like, eh, you know, I, that's not me. I don't really, I don't know, like, and that's why I think it was a little bit slow for me in the beginning, because health coach, in their definition, was not really what I was looking for. Then we got to the life coaching modules, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. This is, um, know about love, career, money, that which is greater, you know, different uh, branches of life coaching. And that really was exciting. And I really was drawn to that. Um, So I finished that, got it done in six months. Um, You you have, I think, a year to do it. But I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be dedicated and be disciplined and do my work, show up for my skill labs, 
do all the things. So I got it done in six months. And then at the end of um, getting my health and life coaching certifications, they have a separate program, um, which is called TCM Transformational Coaching um, Mastery. And uh, another business one called, at the time it was called All Stars. Now it's called Business Accelerator. And, you know, when you get your certification, you're kind of like, okay, I got it. Now what? Exactly. And now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, how do I market myself? How do I find clients? How do I decide what I want to do? So that's what Business Accelerator was all about, was really um, defining your niche and finding those clients and giving you step-by-step. And it's full of amazing information. Um, so that was great. But then when I started transformational coaching, the courses for that, it was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the deep, juicy stuff that I've been looking for. You know, you can talk to people about eating their leafy greens and avoiding sugar for so long. You know, that's great. But I want to get down to like deep rooted issues. And that's where transformational coaching comes in. So once that started, I was just, you know, little light bulbs were going off my head like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I've been looking for for so long. And during that process was when I was like, hmm, maybe I should focus these tools on me. And so that's when I really began to realize what self-care truly meant. And Self-care, in, in just my opinion, uh, is the first step into getting out of that burnout cycle, is that we have to care about ourselves first and foremost. Um, one analogy I like to use is that you can't pour from an empty cup, you know? We've got our kids, our spouses, our bosses, our coworkers, our parents, our sisters and brothers, our friends, our neighbors, you know, we have all these people around us always needing something from us at one time or another. And if you're, you know, pouring your little empty cup into everyone else's cup, well, what is, what's left for you? Exactly. I really started looking into this self-care thing. And in the beginning, you know, it was a bunch of <laughs> pictures or little spiels of, you know, go to get a, a spa day, go get your nails done, get your hair done, you know, take a shower. It's like, no, like all those stuffs are great, but like, no. What I came to define self-care as truly changed my life. And those were things such as starting to put up boundaries with people, starting to say no to people, starting or getting over that people-pleasing mentality, which a lot of people fight with. And I have a big problem with that because I think if you're saying yes, 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 yes to all these people, but your body is screaming, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Well, you're hurting yourself. One thing that <laughs> took me a little while is letting go of being angry and hurt and holding grudges because that's super toxic. And I used to be the ultimate grudge older. I'm a Taurus, so I think we're supposed to be that. <laughs> but I realized like, you know, oh, Katrina, you know, dissed me one weekend when we were supposed to have 
lunch together and oh, I'm so mad at her forever. Well, who, you know, Katrina's already gone off and had a great life and I'm still sitting here in anger, <laughs> you know? You're the one that's holding those resentful feelings. Exactly. So, you know, the more I've thought about that, it's like, and I, I, I met someone, uh, this girl in, actually it was right around the time that I started Health Coach Institute. So it was like August or September of 2019. And she just loved to sit in her grudges. And she was a miserable, unhappy, unsuccessful human being. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean or like diss her, but that's the the fact of the matter. And she was so negative about everything, every men, money, jobs, other women, you know, everything. And it's like, you're never, ever going to get out of the cycle if you don't stop that and change your mindset. And that's one thing that I really did was change my mindset on a whole lot of things, especially when it comes to interacting with people. And, you know, I'm not going to let, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying like, I'm this little <laughs> guru now that like never gets angry or, you know, I'm like my kids set me off every day, my boyfriend, I want to strangle him, you know how it goes. But I just, things that maybe, you know, oh, my boyfriend left the dishes in the sink last night overnight and that drives me nuts. I'm not going to let that, you know, eat, eat me away inside like, oh my God, I'm so mad at him. I'm so mad at him. It's like, no, you know what? Forget it. Just you can do it tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah. There's the everyday little nitty gritties, but then there's the bigger things like like you say, learning to let go and not holding a grudge. And I think setting up boundaries is huge. That is such a big one that I work with too, you know, um, even with myself. And there's boundaries with people and there's boundaries with that work-life balance, finding that out too. Yeah, I mean, with work, um, like right now, I'm, I'm working part-time for my company and they'll send me emails. How did, you know, answer these things. Now, if it's urgent, of course, I'm going to take care of it. But if it's not, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm I'm not working right now. I'm not going to answer your email. I'm not going to set up that, you know, that it's okay to email me on my time off. Yeah, once they start, then they don't stop. When I was in the corporate world, too, I, I suffered from that. I would get phone calls at two, three in the morning. And I'm like, you guys don't pay me enough to troubleshoot at 2 a.m. And I have to be at work by 8. So, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's at my old company, the really toxic place. I would answer the call at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I would get out of bed. I did get out of bed at 2 a.m. Yeah. to send an email. Me too. I would get up. Oh, like, yeah. Me too. I, I get that. And I, yep. when I left there, I was like, I am never doing that again. I am never making that an okay thing. Oh, Leah will wake up at 2 a.m. to send the email. Oh, Leah will, you know, leave the dinner table with her family and make this phone call for us. Like, that's not happening. It's such a big thing. And when you are able to transition into a non-toxic work environment, like your mornings or your off time is so sacred. Like that's something that I will not bend or sacrifice. My mornings like are, are my mornings. <laughs> A hundred percent. And, and that was a huge thing. It was not easy. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe just one email, maybe just one yes to that person. No, you gotta just rip that bandaid up and say, no, I am not doing this anymore. But it's, it's much easier said than done. And I get that. And I think that's why so many people haven't done that. Um, because it's a big struggle, but a couple other things that I, I 
kind of began to realize regarding self-care and how it changed me was, you know, realizing that I basically abused my body for a long time, you know, by not eating right, by drinking too much, by not exercising anymore, by not getting enough sleep, by not taking proper vitamins, by not even eating, you know, good, clean food. And when I decided that change needed to be made, I'm doing a whole lifestyle reset, you know, it's, and it's not just a, right, throw everything away in the pantry. It's going to take time. It might take a couple years even to really get to where I want to go. And I've just started, but I think realization of like, holy crap, I need to change. Something needs to change. I started walking, I cut back on drinking, I began to eat very clean, organic, local produce and meat products. I meditate, I really began to invest in myself. And that's something I never did or really thought of as investing. It was like, you know, you're, you, you, go, you graduate from high school, you go to college, and um, then you just kind of go to a job and, you know, figure it out. And Something that I kept hearing from coaches that I had worked with over the past year was like, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in yourself. And, you know, you can invest, you know, in uh, an MBA or a doctorate or a PhD or whatever, all these different things. But the number one thing that is your best return is yourself. And so that's, I knew I wasn't going to go get my MBA or anything above that. So it was my turn to invest in me and grow myself the way I want it to be, which is now a holistic functional nutrition, which I'll talk about in a minute, transformational health and life coach. And to kind of put that perspective in it as you're investing in yourself, such a different spin on it. Yeah, you're, you're paying money and yeah, maybe you don't have the money that you need right now to pay for all those things. But when you realize what you're doing for yourself, it's so much bigger than anything else. And I think that's why so many people in our coaching world do continue on their education with Health Coach Institute. Or like I just mentioned, I'm actually getting my functional nutrition certification right now. I enrolled in that in March and I'm loving all of what I'm learning in that right now. Um, and that's about a 10 month program. And to me, yeah, it's an extra bill every month, but I have learned so much valuable information and I can help people so much when this is over. And that's my goal. And that's what I want. I want to help people and I want to change lives. I want to change the way that we view healthcare, especially down here in the U.S. We're all about going to a doctor and having a doctor throw some pills at us to, you know, mask our symptoms and then a month later, go back, more pills, mask the symptoms, more pills, mask the symptoms. And it's like, no, we got to get out of that. I think that's so huge. Uh, even, you know, here in Canada, like doctors have limited time, you're in, you're out, and they basically just want to treat your symptoms with a prescription. And I'm like, this is so not okay. Like we have to start taking control of our health. And, you know, we... We have to put ourselves first. And just I just want to touch real quick when you say that, you know, we have to invest in ourselves. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's something that's not taught in school. You know, we we go to school and we learn and then you go to post-secondary education or school and you pay for it and you pay for that education. But no one teaches you 
how to take care of you. And um, I went through burnout uh, in college and then just after college when I started working and I didn't know what was happening either. Like you, you're not taught these skills to, you know, energy in, energy out. So it's very easy for us to get kind of wrapped up being uh, just, you know, go balls in. <laughs> As something I'm I'm really trying to teach my daughters is to, you know, you have to arrange your day so that you are fulfilling you. You can't just power through and, you know, do one assignment after the other, especially this transition to online learning. I don't want them sitting in front of a screen for 12 hours a day. I'm like, you guys have to do things that fill you up. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, you're exactly right. We're never taught this you know, take care of yourselves, invest in yourself, self-care things. Like we're always met, at least down here in the, in the States and the way I was raised, it was like, you go to school, you graduate, you go to college, you graduate, you get a job, you, you know, move out, you find an apartment or a house and you pay all the bills and you've got car insurance, you've got health insurance and you've got renters and, you know, you have all these things and it's so overwhelming and people just, we just get caught up in that. That's just the mentality and that's what you're supposed to do. And that's this, I'm the same way. I don't want my kids to do that. I don't want them to think that like, you know, at 18 they're leaving the house to go to college. And then at 21 or 22, they're getting the boot and they got to go figure out life themselves. And, and they're going to be, you know, depressed and angry and miserable and, you know, God forbid turn to drugs or alcohol to cope and, like so many people do, it, it's really hard. So I truly think that the work that we're doing now as coaches is going to help so much. I mean, that's why we're here. We want to help these people get out of that. I always say that for me, um, I love the human body. And like, just like you, I was like, oh, I, I looked into nursing and becoming a doctor, but I don't do blood. So I was like, how can I help people, especially women? That's my market and uh, and not, you know, have to work with blood. So this health coaching is exactly like the way, uh, you know, so I can help people without being around blood. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. But yeah, I think that this is that much needed infectional nutrition. Our teachers calls it the gap gap that's so needed is between people and wellness and in the middle is are are you the doctors and the big pharmas and the pills and the drugs and the alcohol and all these different other things that people are just being you know just drink this take that pop this pill you know go here go there you know and it's not for working we need to close that gap and really understand the correlation between, you know, how we treat ourselves, how we think about ourselves, the mindset that we have, the environment that we're in, and how all of that truly affects our wellness in all aspects of that word, physical wellness, mental wellness, emotional, you know, it's very important to exercise, it's important to eat well, but it's also important to, to stop and breathe and meditate and think and just contemplate whatever's going on, feel your emotions. And people don't do that anymore. And then we hold them inside of us and then we explode. And then that causes problems, you know, in marriages, in other friendships, in work life, you know, what I'm trying to 
ultimately do. 100%. Yeah. May I ask a quick question? Oh, yeah. So you're doing currently doing a Kundalini challenge. Yes. Can you elaborate on that, please? Sure. So I'm no expert by any means on Kundalini, but I have done it twice now. And Kundalini is... Well, it's the snake that comes up through your chakras to uh, align your energy so that you feel balanced and calm and ready. So with that, there's like 8,000 different Kriyas. And the Kriyas are the mantras that you say or do. There's um, a chant or a movement that you do with each of the Kriyas. And we're doing one called Realizing Your Power is the one that I'm currently in. And so we sit for seven minutes, actually eight and you say Har Kriya. It's actually pronounced Hud when you say it. You say Hud, 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 Hud. And you do that for seven minutes while you kind of have your fingers in like peace signs. And then you kind of cross them in front of your chest. And it's, it's hard to explain, but it's a really powerful and I follow my one of my former coaches instruction she does these challenges periodically throughout the year and you just sit with yourself and you just let whatever feelings come up you set an intention for yourself for your practice it could be calling in a new job calling in a pay increase, calling in a new relationship, calling in a pregnancy, calling in a new house, a new car, you know, anything, 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 anything you want to call in to your practice and you just let your mind go. And you just, it's honestly 10 minutes because you do a tuning into your practice, which is a, a couple mantras, two mantras. And then you do the actual practice, uh, saying the, the HUD, HUD, and then uh, doing the movements. And then you tune out of your practice with Satnam and it's, uh, I don't know, you get your, my whole body tingles, people cry, people just feel like you, you get like butterflies in your stomach, you just feel so energized, you're literally buzzing. I mean, it's a magical practice and I strongly encourage people to look into it. Uh, I think we're going to have to post that in the group, Leah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will definitely get more information from Casey Villard, who uh, is the one who introduced me to uh, Kundalini and who holds these challenges and welcomes everyone. So if anyone's interested, I can definitely post uh, the group that I'm currently doing it. And we are on day 16 now of a 40-day Kriya. That's another thing is that you have to do it for 40 days. And let's just say... I forgot to do it today. You have to start all the way back to day one. So, oh wow! I so I'm on day 16. I haven't missed a day, um, and I don't plan on missing a day. But if you know, and that's the worst part. Like sometimes you know, you kind of day one, two, three. You're like, oh, I missed a day. I'll start over. But once you get to like day 10, you're like, oh i don't want to do that but um or especially if we had some people in the thir days in the 30s and they were like i missed a day it was like oh oh gosh well go back and do it you gotta oh i would not want to do that <laughs> yeah it, it's tough so luckily i um i i did a full 40 days back i think she had it in the beginning of december last year and then i wanted to do one on my own with a couple people 
And by like day seven, we both, we all were like, oh yeah, I think (laughs) I forgot. You forgot. We kind of fell off. And then when she said she was doing another one June 1st for 40 days, I was like, I think it's time. I'm feeling good. And it's a, it's a really sacred, special practice. And I strongly encourage people to look into it. And I would definitely love to share more information in your group about it. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. So do you feel that you found balance? Do you feel that you found flow or is it still like a journey that you're on? It's definitely still a journey, but I I definitely can tell you that I am not the same person that I was a year and a half, two years ago at all. I truly absorbed and I, and I think that that realization just happened not that long ago. I remember something happened that old Leah would have reacted in a much different way than knew Leah did. And I was just like, I don't know, you just, it's a mindset thing. And one thing that I also have learned to do as part of self-care is practice of gratitude and how we should just be grateful for everything. And I think so many times people just wake up in their normal bed under the same roof that they lived in for eight years or so, you know, drive the same car that they've had a few years. They maybe eat the same meal every day, but stop and think about that. You have a bed that you just took a really nice nap, you know, sleep in for the last how many hours under a roof that protected you and your family from the elements from, I don't know, uh, depends on where you live, you know, maybe Blitz, maybe war zones, maybe wild animals, you know, like, let's be grateful for that. Let's be grateful that, yeah, maybe it's not your dream car, but it still gets you from A to B safely. And put your kids, strap them in their safe car seats, you know, be grateful for that. And food, you know, I don't think that we really have a good perception of the number of children and families that go hungry, even in our own backyards. I actually recently found out from a neighbor who's a teacher um, at the school where my son used to go that the number of homeless children that we have in our community, and I live in a nice area, is absolutely astounding. And that I had seen the emails about, you know, free lunches or free breakfasts during COVID that parents could run over to the school and grab their kids their breakfast and lunch every day. And to me, I was like, you know, why, why would they do that? You know, like, What's that about? And then found out that it's because there are so many little children, little kids, my little baby's age is that don't have food, you know, a lot of them don't even have a place to live. And so that changed my whole perspective on a lot of things. So I think just waking up and I, I don't always get to do it. I was really good about it for a while, but haven't been lately just because life gets a little crazy in the morning around here with all the kids and the dogs and everybody's schedule. But I used to wake up maybe like 10 minutes before I normally would, 10 of six or something. And I would put on a soundtrack, uh, you know, like a YouTube video or maybe a sound bite or whatever, like a meditation. And I always did gratitude meditations for like literally five, 10 minutes. You can find them on YouTube. And just starting your day off like that, you know, and I remember a bunch of them were like, you know, be grateful for the bed, like I just mentioned, the bed that you slept in, that the, um, you know, the clothes on your back, the um, water, the clean water, which that's a big thing for me is like running clean water that I can provide for my family. And 
just all these little things that we t always take for granted, I think, and just stop and pause and be grateful for all these wonderful things that we have. So I agree. I like that too. I, that's part of my morning. What do I have? My, my killer morning routine, if you will. I like to have a cup of coffee and then I'll sit in gratitude and appreciation. And I never had a home growing up. Like I lived in um, apartment buildings and trailers and uh, crappy places. So this now, the last 10 years has been my first time living in an actual house. And there's not a day that I take this for granted. I'm so appreciative and so grateful for the things that I have now, you know, and, and the furnishings in my house, you know, everything that I have. I'm, I bought a Stairmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, that was a big purchase. I have a really nice big reclining couch that fits all of the kids because there's five with my three and my husband's two. And so we have a giant couch that can fit all of us, which I never had growing up. So it's those, it's a little thing, but it's a big thing and so much appreciation for that. Yeah. Now looking back at things like that, I one of my favorite things that we have here is our fire pit, my $50 fire pit in my backyard because the kids love it every day. It's, can we have a fire pit? Can we have a fire pit? And all the neighborhood kids come over. We make s'mores. We, you know, listen to music around it and we're making memories. And it's those little things that like I love, you know, it used to be going shopping or buying the designer bag or going on that vacation and all those things are great. But it's these little things that I love more than anything because we didn't do that when I was little. Like we never did stuff like that. And all last year, all last summer when, you know, we were in lockdown and didn't go anywhere. But I think by the time school was out and summer was starting, all the we kept all of our kids inside for, you know, three months or whatever. And then I think once the weather was nice, we were like, you know what? We all know each other. We all know we're not going out to, you know, wherever and getting COVID or anything. So we let all the kids play together and we had blow up pools blown up every day, the fire pit, you know, we were grilling, we were having fun and making memories. And it's just like looking back at that, you know, just last night we had some of the neighborhood kids over and they were saying, I know last summer was so fun. You know, why do the boys have to go to camp? And I'm like, because I, you know, we have to go back to work now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could all stay home again, but they have to go to work and We'll be out on the weekends now, but, you know, just making those memories for them through such a hard time is just something to be grateful for that we were able to do that. Um, so definitely, definitely take a minute and pause and just be grateful for all those little things. It was a big step for me and a big lesson that I learned help me kind of get into that balance. And, and I am, I, I am very much still in on this journey and actually recently had, I had a hormonal uh, birth control implant, which really screwed up my system and ways I wasn't expecting at all. I had major weight gain and foggy brain, insomnia, memory issues, mood swings, no libido. It was awful. And I got it taken out at three weeks tomorrow. I've already started noticing a difference, but now I've started to take control of my physical health by getting, you know, that crap out of my body and I'm working out four days a week now. I'm eating 
super clean. I'm working with a nutritionist now and she's amazing. She also is like a personal trainer and has this group for women. She's all about functional nutrition and hormone balancing and all that, all the stuff that I just love. So I'm still on the journey and it's going to, like I said, it's going to take a while, but I am so proud of myself from where I was to where I am and having the right support system and having a strategy and a plan and a goal is definitely, it's worth it. It's definitely worth the struggle. Because, yeah, I want to eat pizza and, you know, have sweet treats and it's summer. We want to go out and get ice cream and, you know, I'm not eating that anymore. So it's hard. But I know ultimately, like, I've beaten myself up for the last, gosh, decade probably. But definitely pretty hard the last five years. And I'm ready to, I'm ready for that balance. I'm ready to be healthy. I'm ready to have that sustainable lifestyle. That doesn't mean that I'm never going to, you know, eat a piece of cake or have a scoop of ice cream or, you know, maybe drink a couple too many glasses of wine here and there, (laughs) but um, it's all about balance. And that's what I want. Beautiful. That's awesome. That's an amazing story. Thank you. Oh, it's an amazing life. (laughs) It's, you know, there's lots, when you look back at something like this, you're like, oh, you know, you kind of, you know, done that, did that, you know, whatever, but it's life, right? Oh, it's all little learning lessons. It's definitely shaping you to be a better person and who you're becoming. And even I just love like, it's getting to that point of unbearable uncomfortableness. And when you just can't handle living the way that you're living, that's the catalyst for change. And that's, that's what I love is that turning point. And, uh, and thank you so much for sharing your story. I think that's a lot of people find themselves completely stuck in all of these toxic environments and they don't know how to get out. But I think, you know, having the opportunity to let people know that they're, we are here to bridge the gap. You know, health coaches are here to help with habit change, with a mindset shift, with showing you how to set up boundaries, with literally holding your hand and saying, hey, I got you. Let's do this together. Let's cross the bridge. Absolutely. And I think another misconception is, you know, you hire a health coach or a life coach or accountability or whoever, whatever type of coach it might be. And they're like, okay, we're going to go, you know, just guns blazing. You're going to throw everything away in your house. You're going to go run 10 miles every day. You're going to, you know, sleep eight hours a night. You're going (laughs) to never eat sweet again. And it's like, no, like the people I work with, I'm like, did you walk for 10 minutes today? Yes. Okay. You are an amazing human being. Like, congratulations. You just took 10 minutes to better your life. That's all you have to do. You don't have to, you know, go to the gym for five hours a day. You don't have to only eat you know, pieces of lettuce, <laughs> you know, or plates <laughs> of grass still, you know, it's not about that. It's about what works for you and finding that balance, my favorite word, and having that us as coaches be your accountability partner. I mean, we're, we're here to support you. I really think that's the missing link to as the accountability You know, a lot of people try to do this on their own and they fail and then they get so mad and they get depressed and they get angry with themselves because they just can't seem to make the change. Well, 
you know, that's, you need a coach, you need to have accountability. And maybe it's not a coach, maybe it's a really great friend. Yeah. You know, but uh, that definitely makes a big difference. It is. And and I paid for the accountability before and it didn't work. I even did it a year ago. I paid a trainer two grand to train me and it didn't work because I didn't want it to. I got in my head. I was like, this is never going to work. I'm never going to work out. I'm never going to the gym. I'm never going to eat right. I'm never, uh, no, 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 no. You know what? It didn't work. So it's when you as an individual make that mindset change, like it's time. And I realized that my uh, hormone implant was really just fucking up my system. But I really, I had, I knew then I said, I'm getting this out and I'm making a life change. I am a hundred percent. And this was just a couple weeks ago. Like I said, this wasn't like, you know, years ago, this was a couple weeks ago where I've been working a lot on myself, but now I had to get to my physical health portion of it. And that's, And I said, I'm doing this. I'm going to show up to my workout classes. I'm going to sit and eat my roasted veggies and grilled chicken while the kids are having pizza or Jim is eating burgers or, you know, I'm making this choice for me. And that's what you also have to do is make it for you. Don't make it for anybody else. Make the choices for you. Yeah, 100%. Because like you just said, I'm doing this for me. That's huge. Yep. And that's something I think people, you know, struggle with. Oh, if I lose weight, I'll be happier. If I wear a size two, I'll be, you know, beautiful in everyone's eyes. Oh, I'll be more successful. I'll be, no, it doesn't matter what size you are. As long as you feel good about yourself and you are willing to make the changes to get where you need to be, that's all that matters. You just, and just, it always helps to have that accountability partner, whether it is a coach, whether, like you said, it's a great friend, a family member, your spouse, whoever. Um, accountability and mindset are the two things that you definitely need to to change your life and get that balance that you're looking for. 100% agree. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Is there anything else? No, I, I think that's pretty much my my story and where I've been and where I am. And, you know, I'd love to invite anyone who's wanting to learn more about me and my coaching and my journey, come into my Facebook group and um, I do a weekly guest series speaker. Katrina was one of my guests last week. And what's your group called? How do we find you on Facebook? It's called Greater Balance, and it's spelled G-R-A-Y-T-E-R. Greaterbalance.com is my website. And in there, on my website, you can find my group, which is called Burnt Out to Balance, the Ambitious Goal-Driven Woman. And I'm really... uh, Getting more active in my group. I, like I said, I have guest speakers every week. I'm posting different like tips and tricks and wellness stuff. And um, we have fun in there. I do challenges in there and putting, you know, motivational ideas and thoughts for people just to ponder throughout their days. So it's a really fun group and I invite everyone to come. But um, yeah, definitely check out my website and you can find the link to join my group on my website, greaterbalance.com. Awesome. I think I'll put your contact information in the show notes as well. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and you want to reach out to Leah, I will put some links into the show notes on my website, thewellnessboss.com. You guys already know that. So yeah, thank you so much for being here today, Leah, and sharing your story. And um, that's amazing. I love love all of it. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe and share this podcast. I invite you to join the Heart-Centered Warriors Facebook group, and you can listen to all the podcast episodes on my website at thewellnessboss.com. Until next time, I'm sending you a personal shout out to raise your vibrations and do something today that sets your soul on fire.